Before we start this podcast, we would like to take the opportunity to mention that we now have a Patreon page where you can help to support, evolve and continue these compassionate conversations. Please visit patreon.com slash voce dialogues for more information. Welcome everyone to the Voce Dialogues, Voices of Compassionate Evolution. I'm Chloe Goodchild, founder of The Naked Voice, and this is our new online community where we are exploring, deepening, and evolving our awareness of the transforming power of compassion. Enjoy these new dialogues with a wide range of artists, musicians, writers, and philosophers, social entrepreneurs, and sacred activists. They are all visionaries, transforming lives through the art of conscious creative expression with practices inspired by their own unique life experience. The Voce Dialogues are dedicated to the compassionate evolution of life on Earth. Well, hello everyone, and it's my great pleasure to be in dialogue today with Pollyanna Bush. Hi, Pollyanna. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's such a privilege to talk to you because you have such a unique and original life story with the voice. I'd like just to share with you a little bit about Pollyanna's extraordinary life. Pollyanna is a San Francisco Bay Area award-winning singer, songwriter, recording artist, music educator, and spiritual leader. Pollyanna has supported and shaped the artistic and healing paths of many musicians, creators, and communities for over 35 years. And I just said to Pollyanna, that means you must have started when you were about one because <laughs> you look so young and you're such a, an incredible demonstration of how energizing and revitalizing it is to sing and keep the spirit and the body so youthful. Pollyanna's mission is to encourage and inspire people to use the sacred act of singing and music making as an expression of love, emotional healing and transformation. She finds personal joy in leading others to experience vocal freedom, celebrate their individuality and enjoy a pure connection to themselves through music. This is why I love you because it's just like Oh, he's somebody else. He's doing a complimentary version of the same thing. Ah, oh, more of this, more of this. So loving to combine the work of cultivating qualities of transformation with the tools for developing vocal mastery based on anatomy and always striving to be at the forefront of vocal research. Pollyanna has studied numerous methodologies for understanding and teaching voice including that of Joe Estille, Jeanette Lovitri, Jeannie Diva, and John Hudnall. Pollyanna most recently earned a three-year teaching certificate from the Complete Vocal Institute in Copenhagen, Denmark, making her one of three, only three, authorized coaches in North America. 
Pollyanna is just completed the first maiden voyage of the Empowered Singer, a six-month vocal training program that guides participants on a journey into the loving and trusting of their voice to sing with ease and freedom and to express with authenticity and power. And we all want to know when you're doing that again. So I hope you're going to be telling us a little bit about that when we speak in a little while. Pollyanna is currently recording a new album of her original songs, and these will be released in December, later this year, 2021. So, Pollyanna, here we are. My goodness. And as you know, in these Voce Dialogues, the the central theme, which I know is right at the heart of your work, is compassion. And I would just love to ask you, what is compassion and, and how has it shown up in your life and in your work? How would you describe that right now in these extraordinary, unprecedented times? Mm. Mm. Thank you for that question. Ah, mm. oh, compassion, such a beautiful heart quality where... We can feel this deep empathy and care and love and kindness toward ourselves and toward each other. It's a quality that we all have. It's not it's anything that's separate. It's not something that's outside and over there. It's something that really is, that arises from our own being, mm. a natural quality. That when we really breathe into the heart, we take time to slow down mm. and breathe fully into the heart. Mm. Yes. Mm. That we start to feel, we can connect with that quality. And there's so many heart qualities. Compassion is mm. Mm, so needed right now. So needed right now. Kindness, deep, deep, deep kindness. Mm. Recognizing that, you know, we've been through such a a very trying time and still going through it Mm. as a whole world, right? The whole community of our world. Mm. And of course, there are always, always things that we can feel compassion about, feel when we recognize another who is in pain or who is uh, struggling with something. Mm. that compassion is really truly about being present with Mm. and deep listening Mm. that's where the empathy comes in it's like ah you know i can feel what you're feeling Mm. i get where you're coming from Mm. and to have a deep listening yeah Mm. even if you're not saying anything you can have a experience of just being open to Mm. where somebody is or where you are right and just to have that listening to be a presence and and to allow allow the listening to go deeper mm. and to be present with mm. without having to do anything so Lovely. it's not about fixing it's not sympathy it's not a doing it's a being such a quality we as a species uh, get to develop more and more and pay more attention to and of course as with anything we need to start with ourselves 
so important to take that time each day or many, many times throughout the day. Mm. You know, put your hand over your heart. Take those deep breaths into your heart. Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I mean, there is nowhere, no practice, I suppose, more vulnerable than, you know, just the sheer act of being courageous enough, uh, let alone compassionate enough to, to really listen as you say, without any desire to change what is being heard, that seems to be a skill that very few people ever really introduced us to. Certainly didn't see much of that going on in our education when we were growing up. But I bet, I seem to remember a conversation with you not long ago where you told me of what it was like to be in the presence in your early years as a child when you first entered, it was a sacred building, was it a church? In your early years, you had a lot of access to sound and singing and authentic expression of the voice, right? Yeah, so um, what started with uh, my mom had been a professional singer. She loved singing. She was always singing, and she taught us kids how to sing, how to sing in harmony. So my first experience of community singing, circle singing, was with my family around the campfire, singing harmonies and rounds and so forth. And I had an experience of communion there, a feeling of belonging, yeah, being a part of. And then when I was five, I joined my first church choir. We were called the Cherubs, which, you know, of course, people think, oh, that's really cute. However, for me, I had a sense that there was a a sacred assignment that I had as a cherub, a little five-year-old um, singing with the choir, singing. We were in church, um, beautiful, tall, arched ceilings and the arched stained glass windows are beautiful. And there's the congregation. And I just had this sense, you know, I just opened my mouth and I felt this sense of healing and, and beauty and nourishment coming through my voice. Of course, I didn't have those words for it. I just had the experience of something profound and bigger than me. And mm. I love sacred assignment. I love that. That's really, that's quite something, isn't it? When you're that age to have a sense already of what your own personal life's calling was to become and how it was to unfold and evolve for you. Yes, that was very fortunate for me to have that kind of opening and it stays with me. So it's a it's an experience that is timeless. And those kinds of experiences are, I find, there's there's no time involved in it. And so that it's an easy, have an easy access to that experience when I want to tap into, wait, what am I doing? Why am I here? <laughs> you know, because it's so easy in this world to be distracted or be pulled so it's one of the tools I use to bring myself back to center mm. oh that is so important and probably now more than ever right with what's uh, unfolding in the world right now to actually you know it's such a wake-up call rather than to get necessarily kind of reactively involved in whatever the social media or the media or the political paradigm is wanting to communicate and apply across the world that even more it's like a wake-up call isn't it to come home to oneself 
and to remember that oneself is all there is. You know, there is this kind of craziness and chaos going on in the world. And so many people have such various and diverse interpretations and experiences of what's going on. It's as if everything's up for grabs, isn't it? Yeah. As you're speaking, I'm I'm remembering the Aborigines call, you know, and the indigenous call for sounding the world into being. You just spoke about being just now also. And how for you do you transmit that to others? I mean, I could just say right now how incredibly powerful your voice is in all its forms and how you transmit such a wide range of human feeling in your albums and so on. But not only that, you actually enable and empower others to access the same possibility for themselves. Mm. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's a combination of having spent many, many, many years developing my craft as a musician and as a singer and really diving deep into those skills of musicianship. Mm. And then my spiritual work, you know, deep diving into spiritual work very consciously. I mean, at, at the age of 17, got involved in the Sufis, with the singing and the dancing and, and really letting myself emerge, immerse into this culture of the, the singing being prayer. You know, the dance, the movement is prayer, singing is prayer. And that connects me back to that little five-year-old as well, you know. So just there was that through line. And then um, moving forward and being, um, I was involved in the, the diamond heart work for many, many years and learning how to be present with my experience and to be curious about it. And then also studying nonviolent communication work of Marshall Rosenberg and, you know, really the deep listening that I talked about in terms of being present with another and which we also learned in Diamond Heart how to really listen. So with the combination of having my music skills on board and then the spiritual work, there was a coming together that started to happen when I was teaching, uh, when I was leading circle singing, which is something that Bobby McFerrin popularized 20-whatever-some-odd years ago. Of course, it's a tribal tradition that goes way back. Anyway, circle singing, uh, where the facilitator creates songs in the moment, um, where, let's say, you have a circle of 12 people, and you create sections of, um, you know, three people to a part, and you're creating a, a song in the moment, constructing with interlocking parts and melodies, and sounds and sometimes words. When I started to lead circle singing, I found myself developing a process where I guided people into coming into presence and to being really curious about where they are and to incorporate this sense of, okay, this is where I am right now. And no matter what it was, and they spoke it into the room um, that the listening could deepen and also the space started to open up. And even if somebody was feeling disconnected, mm. the songs that I created were songs that had the words of the people in the group. 
And so once they started to sing where they were, then there was no resistance and things just started to open up. And then their voices, they found like, wow, okay. And then they had this transformational experience where people had feelings of bliss, feelings of connectedness, feelings of belonging. It was just such a magical um, process that unfolded naturally from me combining my music skills and my inquiry skills and my presencing practices. They somehow have this um, ability to create a safe space for people and welcome them and, and say, yes, and you can sing and you can sing and everyone can sing and you are welcome. Mm. And everybody's just waiting for that, right? That, that invitation to be welcome and to have their voice be heard in a space of unconditional love. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it, how new science now is sort of catching up with this spiritual art form and this spiritual uh, understanding of, of loving unconditional presence and being and, you know, just coming out with these apparently innovative ideas of how we live in an interconnected universe, not in a, you know, a universe that is, is mechanical and grows out of separateness and fragmentedness. And what I hear you describing is you're, you're really giving people a direct experience of that interconnectedness. What do you think it is about singing that makes life so different? <laughs> what happens? What oh, is my goodness. Well, vibration. You know, we're all vibrational beings. And mm. I think we get so identified with the body as being a separate material thing mm. and it's easy for folks to forget mm. their complete oneness and that they are more vibration mm. than they are matter mm. and singing is just has that direct experience of its vibration right. and then when you're singing so you're feeling you feel the vibration in your body and in you know again science has proven this of course people have known this forever mm. that that singing brings you into your heart, into heart coherence, which now heart math, of course, has um, you know done all these studies about you know when you're when you're in your heart and you're breathing into your heart, then you become more coherent, and your brain and your heart come into coherence. So, singing brings you into heart coherence, heart brain coherence, brings you into vibration. The sounds are vibrating your whole body. You know, it's oxygenating. It's getting your blood going. It has all these healing properties, you know, it's settling the vagal nerve, it's inducing this oxytocin and the dopamines and all the feel-good hormones. Um, so we know that now, scientifically, what's happening. So on, in, you, know, you can say physically, chemically, it starts to change how your body feels. And then also it's just pure vibration, right? And the sound and then when you sing and then you hear your voice blended with another Mm -hmm. There is no separation. Those voices are completely blended. So you're having an experience of that connectedness of oneness. Mm -hmm. And it's immediate. Mm -hmm. yeah. It takes you out of your head. Of course, some people are in their head about their singing, which is, you know, unfortunate. And you and I have talked about that where... People have been um, conditioned to think, oh, well, I don't have a good voice or I can't sing. Singing's not for me. It's for some people and not for others. You're either born with it or born without it. So 
you know, there are some beliefs to cut through. However, if you're in an environment where you are do feel that sense of welcome, sense of unconditional love, then you will become courageous and you will allow your voice to open. And then again, it's that feedback mm. of, ah, my voice is open and it's blending with others and I'm a part of, and it's, there is no separation. Mm. Yeah, I could go on and on and on about why singing is so great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you've opened a lot of doors in terms of your own research, your own experiential research with the voice. I know you've done this extraordinary vocal training and journey in Denmark. I don't know whether you want to say a bit about that. Myself, I was lucky enough to have a one-to-one -one session with you recently, and you were just giving me some sense of how once you are really connected with the physicality, with your own physicality and embodying your own sound in very specific ways, how you can learn to conserve energy, conserve the energy of the voice, not this idea that you've got to take big breaths and splurge it all out, you know, but there's something very meticulous and precise and a kind of discerning edge that one has to bring to the whole practice of conscious communication, right? Mm. A few things about you know, the training in Denmark. What was so amazing about that and eye-opening and, and freeing for me as a singer and also as a teacher, they've done so much study on the voice and they've stuck the camera up nasal passage and up over the vocal tract to actually see what's happening anatomically. So they, there's no guesswork about what's going on in there. And lots of singing teachers have done very well, you know, with, with the knowledge that they have and being able to guide singers. And I had been doing that for a long time as well. There were some limitations, though, I found some things that I did not understand in terms of how the voice works. And so this helped me to get way more precise about it and then also able to teach um, different learning types, which was eye-opening as well, because often singing teachers will teach simply from an auditive perspective, like do what I'm doing and copy me, or a lot, a lot of times using imagery. However, some people are very visual, some people are more kinesthetic, some people are very logical. You know, it's important to teach to learning types. So that's one, another part of it that was able, I was able to open and, and, and gain access and help other singers open up in a way that I hadn't been able to before. And yes, the great thing is, is that everybody can sing. And probably maybe there's some people listening to this dialogue right now and they're saying, yeah, but not me. And I'm saying, yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, because there are a lot of, I've worked with a lot of singers who even when they came to me, couldn't sing in tune, mm -hmm. never sang in tune. And one of my favorite stories is a woman, she was in her mid-40s, and she had never sung a note in tune her whole life. And she came in, and her musical goal, her wish, was to be able to sing Happy Birthday in a group of other people without making other people cringe. Aww. And because I know the mechanics of the voice, Mm. And I could hear what she was doing, so we just shifted it, and within 15, 20 minutes, 
of uh, helping her to unlock what's called uncontrolled constriction, which are these muscles that are overactive. Sometimes we don't experience them as constriction, but once those got released, then she was singing in tune. That was like 15, 20 minutes into the session. So then her <laughs> her goal completely changed, and she studied with me for years and went on to sing everything under the sun, everything she had always wanted to sing. So those of you out there that might be thinking, yeah, but not for me, <laughs> take this to heart. Your voice is built to sing and it's built to sing in tune. And when your voice is working in a centered way, that's when you're uh, working with your voice in a way that it's built to work. It's optimal functioning. It will sing in tune. It's a byproduct of good technique. So a lot of singing teachers go around about the other way. And I used to too, which is to try to get the person to sing in tune, which mm. then just and more frustrated and more, you know, efforting. Whereas now, rather than having a singer try to sing in tune, I can hear what they're doing and I have them correct the technique and then voila, the intonation fixes itself. And if you're thinking, yeah, but what about tone deafness? Well, it turns out that tone deafness doesn't really exist on any measurable scale. There may be a few individuals in the whole world that have some sort of uh, neurological thing where they can't sing in tune. And I've actually worked with, I worked with a, a teenager. She um, was deaf I and mean, she, she was using hearing aids and she could sing in tune. And I heard a, a, a young woman on America's Got Talent who had been singing before she went deaf and then she was deaf and she sang absolutely in tune. So <laughs> FYI. <laughs> so yeah, so basically what it is, is we're hearing the notes and everybody's hearing the notes. It's not your tone deaf. Mm -hmm. It's just something's happening between what you're hearing and the coordination of what you're doing with your voice, with your instrument. Right. So you're calling us, you're really, really calling us to have a really embodied, direct engagement with the, the muscular as well as the emotional. And I know as you started out with really stems from and activates the heart center every bit as much as starting from the heart, the, the work that you do activates just an irresistible process that happens. So I'm just remembering, Pollyanna, this beautiful song that you recorded called walk into your future and i don't know when i first listened to it it was extraordinary it's rather like listening to the flow of a golden line of energy you really demonstrate in that song and so many others of course but especially in this song which has such application and relevance for right now so it would be lovely for us to play that I think and for everyone to have the opportunity just to listen to how you have really evolved your own vocal expression in so many different domains there's so many frequencies involved in this song that are coming through that are so deeply touching and embodying for the listener so it'd be lovely to listen to that at the completion of this dialogue you really have covered the field because you see, I think one of the problems has been for many people is that we've been brought up in a musical culture where music is a performance experience. If you're a musician, you're a performer rather than, as you've been describing, you're a musician, you're a natural human being who is connected with the soul and that soul is just expressing its heart out. I'd love to hear you just talk a little bit about this amazing course that you've just completed. 
the six-month training that had its own maiden voyage. Would you like to say a little bit more about that for everyone and how it's going to be accessible again? Yes, we just completed the six months and it was a group training called The Empowered Singer. And Mm. my heart's desire was to bring together the things that I was just speaking about, the understanding and vocal mastery with the qualities of being in terms of I'm singing and who am I singing? Who am I being as I'm singing? And blending the the understanding and freeing the voice because sometimes there are really physical things that need to that get to get freed up and to be understood in order for you to be to have that clear vocal channel mm. so that you can forget about the technique mm. and allow your voice to just come through mm. as a you know as a blessing as opening up vibration as uplifting as a healing right a celebration and so that was what we dove into with this group. The group was just incredible. They bonded, they loved each other up, they were so supportive. They went deep dive into the areas that they felt vulnerable in. And some of them were scared to open up into and started singing in ways that they'd never sung before and just taking all kinds of risks. And just the, the amount of courage and the authenticity and the connectedness in the group was just mm, so wonderful, nourishing and moving for me to witness. So we had a weekly sessions and that we had in everyone had private sessions and then we had some additional trainings. We brought, I brought my, one of my favorite teachers from Copenhagen in to teach his beautiful process of song interpretation. It was mm. a very deep process for each participant in the class. And then I brought in a dear, dear friend of mine who's an amazing sound healer practitioner and was working with the singers how to focus their voice to use as a healing tool for their own body and then also to extend it out yes and then we also had free recitals every two months we would have a recital Um, the first two recitals were in group we just shared our songs with each other Mm -hmm. and then the last final recital they invited friends and family members and just had such a wonderful wonderful sharing and yeah and the feedback the way I encourage folks to give feedback is to Listen for the qualities of being that are being expressed. Listen for the feelings that are being expressed and invoked. And that's what the feedback is about. You know, I heard depth and glorious flourish of flowers and like what you're saying, like the golden line through the, the voice. And so people were sharing in that way and the participants were able to be received and heard in a beautiful, unconditional, loving environment and just came away totally thrilled and impacted and their lives changed. They noticed that they started taking more chances in other areas of their lives, showing up and saying things that they needed to say, communicating in ways that they had never experienced themselves communicating before. Yes. So it's it does change your life when you really dive in. You'll find that your life starts changing in other ways, unexpected. Like maybe you find a new relationship or you change your job or who knows. Mm. That is the mightiest act of compassion is is to really listen to your actual 
direction, your actual line of longing and belonging and to follow that, whether that means being willing to be the most unorthodox person that ever lived on the planet. Yeah. What I experience with you is an immense generosity, but somebody who has really been willing to master the art form and not only to master it as a, an exquisite performer and recording artist, but to actually share those skills with others, you know, and mm. to empower others to realize they can find the same themselves. Yeah. And it's so unique the way that you do it. Because even when I was having that session with you, I was thinking, wow, there's all of this as well. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, I mean, the vo everybody's voice is built to do everything. So um, in the training in Denmark, we, we got to learn how to sing everything. To be able to be teachers, we had to be able to sing everything from classical to death metal wow everything in between so awesome. the voice is so malleable it's built to do all the stuff yeah. so you didn't you know you didn't come out with a stamp saying thou shalt sing jazz and thou shalt sing opera and thou shalt sing folk you know if yeah. you want to go from singing jazz to folk to to opera in one instant then you the, the voice is built to do that right following your heart and and just like what does my heart want to express some people might say, well, yeah, but what about those people that never took a voice lesson in their life? And they, la, la, la. well, yeah, there are people that just figured it out. You know, they're very mm -hmm. auditive learners. They, they heard a sound and they copied it. So that channel was really easily accessible for them. Mm -hmm. And other people have other ways of, of learning how to open up their voice. So, yeah, so we can't just say just because some people figured it out and they didn't need any help with it doesn't mean that if you want to do it and you want to have some support doing it that's fine too that channel works just as well just find a teacher that can show you the path <laughs> exactly exactly and i mean i can hear from your life that you know the power of synchronicity as well you know right from the child who had that sacred assignment moment you know right through to all these diverse mystical traditions that you followed that have also influenced your own voice and vocal expression as a spiritual practice. I think that's what I'm, why I'm so drawn to your way and the way in which you are completely and uniquely, you know, combining a lot of different forces and diverse cultural uh, possibilities to, mm -hmm. to, to realize your own unique form of, of compassion expression. You know, what would you say to, oh, what would you say to humanity right now, given this crazy, chaotic, what is it? Is it kind of dissolving of, of old ways and the sort of, as we are sort of becoming more aware of the emergence of, of new ways and doing and being things like lockdown, of course, compelled us to, to remember ourselves in the way that you were describing earlier and just to allow nature to spring back into action without the disturbance of cars and all of that but what would you say now given what the world is traveling through at this time is there a little practice or a little yeah. exercise that they could do <laughs> sit mm. take time to get quiet and mm. Yeah, and the breathing into the heart is so simple mm -hmm. 
Oh, so, so simple. So just taking time to stop several times a day when you find yourself being pulled in many directions and turn off the news. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just go within. Mm. Go within because the answers are there. Mm. Breathe into your heart. Hum. You're not really ready to do singing full out. Actually, humming uh, the humming effect is so powerful. So deep breaths into the heart being still mm -hmm. and just simply humming has all kinds of wonderful and you can look that up the humming effect oh. that has all kinds of wonderful uh, health benefits and psychological benefits we need to find a way to come to a place of connection right mm -hmm. connection with our source however you want to call it source universe god divine mm -hmm. love that's the basis that's the basis to come from and when we are disconnected from that things just don't go well right so it's our it's on each of us to take that time mm -hmm. to take care of ourselves which is then you know by turn taking care of each other because we are cultivating and nourishing that connection with ourselves mm -hmm. and wow. sing you know play music that you love be inspired be get inspired every day by something Mm -hmm. Find something that moves you. Maybe it's the beauty, maybe it's nature, it's a flower, it's a painting. Listen to a song you love, right? What are your favorite musicians right now or music that oh, you're loving listening to? Wow, who is my favorite musician right now? Mm. Um, if you were just going to go and turn something on now. Interesting. Actually, there's been this music that Dr. Joe Dispenza uses in some of his guided meditations, and I do a lot of his work mm. by Remco Arntz. And it's not uh, it's not vocal music. It's actually just music that you can listen to and and just melt into, and then you can sing your own thing over it. I like to do that. Mm. I like to have this bed of beautiful sounds and textures, different frequencies to join my voice with. Mm. And, and that's a lot of fun. Lovely. And, and that's Renko, R-E-N? R-E-M-K-O. And let's see if I can find his last name is Arntz, I believe is how you say it. I might, I'm probably pronouncing it incorrectly. Mm. But more important than anything is that people know that they can do private sessions with you one-to-one. -one. Is that right? One-on-one? -on -one? Yes, and no matter where you are in the world, <laughs> yeah. you can do one-on-one -on -one sessions with me. Okay. And then also, I've recently started doing vocal pods where you ha are in a group with three other singers. Mm -hmm. So uh, then you go on a journey together mm. uh, in these vocal pods. It's four people. So you can deep, deep dive and, and witness each other learning and growing. It's It's really fun to watch somebody else be coached it's amazing how much you learn by witnessing another person uh, receive coaching and then you can um it would be two two couples of accountability partners so you would have your accountability partner your practice accountability partner where you set your goals what are you going to work on and then you support each other in, in keeping your goals so that's another possibility another way to work with me and then the empowered singer course will start up again the six-month course will start up again in September. 
Yeah, and just go to my website, pollyannabush.com, and then you can contact me at info at pollyannabush.com to inquire about private sessions or vocal pods. Excellent. Well, we'll make sure that this information is also in the podcast series so people can go to that when they're listening to your Voce Dialogue. And I just want to thank you, Pollyanna, for your work, for being an ambassador of compassionate sound and the expression, the fully embodied expression of the human voice, the human spirit in the world. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Chloe. I have so much deep respect, regard, and love for the work that you do in the world. So kindred spirits here. Kindred spirits, indeed. Long may it continue. Long may it continue and just keep rippling out into the world. And I'd like to suggest that we we listen to your walk into your future. At the completion of this dialogue, you'll be able to hear that as well. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you, Pollyanna, for this Voce Dialogue. Dear one, will you open your eyes, look out upon the world, see a new sunrise, those thoughts pounding in your head, a broken recording, time to think new thoughts instead, and the sound that you hear is your soul beckoning you to awaken from this dream. Drop the cloak from your past Cross the river with me To a new destiny Oh, in a future
Sushi. 